Hey now, welcome to the dirty side of the track, America's leading Formula One podcast. I'm Brian, that's Rob. Today was the USGP from Coda, and I'm not going to say it was the greatest race, but it just continues to get spicy as the night unfolds. We are recording this. We have breaking news, which we'll cover when we get to the race. This is insane. We're not even going to cover it when we get to race, Brian. We're going to cover it now because I'm a little oh. bit, I'm, I'm thrown for a loop right now because, you know, we're, we have our... Um... We have our process. We know what we're going to do before we record. We're all kind of ready to to crack on and start talking about this. And then literally three minutes before we press the record <laughs> button, uh, we see the breaking news that there's been a couple of disqualifications. Um, so I think we'll <laughs> we'll cover it as we wrote the notes for it. And then we'll have to kind of like just roll with the punches and throw the disqualifications in there and just see how we go. But uh, spoiler, spoilers, if you haven't spo- seen the race. <laughs> spoiler, if you haven't seen the race. If you're watching the race uh, and you recorded it and you watch it, then let's just say don't take the final result as being the result because yeah. good old Formula One, what are we, 9 p.m. Eastern on Sunday night. So four hours since the race finished pretty much. And that's how quickly uh, they act and sort these things out. So it, it, it's one of the criticisms of Formula One that sometimes you don't really know that the result is the result and you can have the podium, have the celebrations and then other stuff happens. That's kind of happened today. So and um, I know this all isn't about me or you or us, but considering it's two guys sitting on a bar stool, man, this really screwed my fantasy team. But we'll get to that. <laughs> I mean, bad and bad. Yeah, yeah. We so let's let's go. What we got? We got news and social, which is pretty light this week. Uh, we got the video vault. We got the race review, which will be a bit uh, long, ch- more chock a block because we got yeah. the sprint weekend. Um, Pit Lane Paul seems to have sent us in um the lord of the rings trilogy of uh reviews so but we love him so we're happy to get extra content from him um and then we've got fantasy kind of update but mm. it's all up in the air now they're gonna have to put the supercomputer back on to recharge mode and get calculating <laughs> again um and then we'll preview mexico and then we'll call it a night and for those on youtube watching along although rob's been a little deficient the last couple of weeks as he's been busy Gosh. I am wearing my Alfa Romeo U.S. races hat with the U.S. flag emblem in black and the Alfa Romeo. You were wearing the template. You you're wearing the template that they created for the ones that they put color on because you can't see any of the design on your hat. It's awesome. It's so good. But okay, news and social. So I was really jazzed this week that we got to see the F1 Academy. Um, this weekend as a support race, I watched a bunch. I watched Quali. I watched a couple of the three races. I really enjoyed it. And one of the things that I enjoyed knowing was next year they have, I think, seven races, all of which will be support races. So we will be able to see them as part of the F1 TV coverage. And the way they're doing it this year, it's also live on YouTube. So I didn't even have to load up the app. I could just go to my YouTube app and I had it there which is even better. It was great. Marta Garcia uh, won the first of the three races, which allowed her to be crowned F1 Academy inaugural champion. I did not know, and we'll get into this in a little bit, but I did not know they had certain regulations like um, F2. If you win, you can't come back. And if you're over 26, you can't come back. So like they have some stringent rules to try to, I guess, circulate talent through and expose talent to all the teams as the as these young women come through the to drive and you can't just be there for you know 15 years which makes sense i guess but it seems a little harsh for the first year when people are timing out talented people too are timing out after their one year in the academy so it'll be it interesting does, it I, does, I enjoyed it did you enjoy yeah, it? No, I, yeah yeah i did i did i watched a couple of the races and, and i am i'm a little bit disappointed 
in general about this because like i'd love to see them have way more than seven races why have they only got seven like there's gonna be 24 f1 races and the best they can do is get the women along to seven of them it, it just well, that Jake... feels a little bit like light touch second to your point is why can't you just give the rules a little bit of a uh a pass for the first couple first of years year, get some momentum them. If, you know, you've got this champion that's just won the inaugural one that didn't really get any eyeballs on it because they didn't really, they didn't have it on TV, and she won't even be able to be on TV properly next year because she can't come back. What's? Hmm, I know. And like, that they've... one of the three or four women I was familiar with coming into the season have timed out, so like I got to start fresh again and cheer for new folks, which is fine. But I am excited. Um, it was disappointing, though. Speaking of this, uh, two things. One, to your point. And I can't remember if it's Naomi Schiff or if it were when uh, Jamie Chadwick were was doing color alongside Harry Benjamin. I can't remember which of the two said this, but when they talked about our fan, our, our the person we cheer for, our favorite, Megan Jokes, Jokes, who's becoming an, jokes. an engineer. Yeah, we'll go with Jokes, who's becoming an engineer in, in F1, which is amazing. And they talked about that. And I wanted to yell through the TV when we know her as Car 67 from Canada. 67, yeah. 67. Come on. We had the whole grandstands cheering for her. Um, what they don't talk about, which they did mention in the color, is that it costs you. You have to raise about $150,000 to get a ride in the academy. So you have to find your own sponsorship or at least have the money to bring up, a, and this was the quote from, again, whomever was doing color at this point, it was a fog for me, but 150 grand is is a lot of money to bring it of is. your own to the party. Yeah. So that may be another thing when you look at why aren't there more or more opportunities, more than seven races, I would say that. And then we saw pictures of Lewis with the Academy drivers. We didn't see the pictures of George, at least I didn't, but he was there as well. And then Susie was disappointed that no one else made it to support the Academy drivers. I have to agree with Susie Wolf on this one. Yeah, absolutely. It, the whole thing now was it was going to be a support race alongside F1. Each of the teams are going to have their own Academy in their own livery and their, therefore their own right. drivers. It's, it just felt a, fell a little flat, I guess, in terms of surely it wouldn't have... Um, it wouldn't have cost really that much time to go along there and support them. And maybe they did. And maybe for some reason, exactly. it's a PR we disaster and nobody took any pictures. We didn't see it. So, you know, give them the benefit of the doubt. But yeah, they just need to do a better job of it next year. I've got an idea when we talk about sprint later of a way of fixing some of this, but I'll hold my, okay. keep my powder dry. Well, the last then. thing about the Academy was it was exciting. Speaking of having a team and a, a driver in the livery, Bianca Bustamante was also named the McLaren. Um, yes. driver so she'll be running McLaren colors next year and if you noticed on Sunday she was standing right behind Zach in the papaya cheering on Lando on the podium so I thought that was fantastic but moving on we saw a financial aspect this week and I don't I don't quite get all these but we had celebrity athletes investing in Alpine and I mean oh, I more celebrity it. more, yeah, more right? exactly. they, these, are, these are the latest two come into the party yeah, more, so more like Alpine, than celebrities Alpine is up for sale as if you're an athlete you can come along and throw some money on the pile what so. do you get like you throw a bunch of money in and you get a tiny smidge of ownership and paddock I passes think. I don't know like Anthony Joshua know. was there and I'm a big Anthony Joshua fan it was great to see him uh and Rory McIlroy from the world of golf uh was there it was great to see him like I think this was fun but like how much equity do they really have this isn't like a michael jordan and nike situation right this isn't like uh you know lebron and smart water situation this is like a fraction of a percent and that's good for them but like when what's the 
what's the exit strategy? What's the liquidity yeah. event that gets them their money back? I just, oh my gosh, I, I'm, I'm curious. I'm, I'm, I'm snoozing. What are you talking Moving on. about? They just, they just want to own part of an F1 team. They don't care about liquidity and liquidity and exit strategy. Like, oh my God, I fell asleep then listening to you. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> Uh, that's it. There's not really a lot happened this week. No. Um, Triple header pretty, coming up. It was quiet. It was quiet. They were all getting, yeah, like you said, they were all getting ready for three weeks on the road. So um, let's open up the video vault, shall we, Brian? Let's do it. And we're going to close it at the same time. Oh, I, did, I don't have any videos this week. I'm really oh, sorry. Brian. I know. Oh. I fell down on the job. This was, well, because I have a job. Go, go and so stand in that corner behind you and go and hang your head in shame for a couple <laughs> of seconds while I start talking about the race weekend then. Let's jump in because I, I go, somehow go hang was your negligent silly, on YouTube. Go and, go and hang your silly black hat without any markings on it, which is... Look at you. You have to keep moving your head to try to catch the light to make it see that there's not just a matte black hat. I paid so much money in shipping for this thing to get from the Netherlands. There was no cheap option. It was like expedited or nothing. I'm like, uh, expedited. And then they show the total at the end. I'm like, oh, it's more than the hat. Did they, um, did you uh, buy that from uh, we saw you Is that where you, uh, <laughs> suckerborneveryday.com? Anywho, anywho, let's get into the, uh, on that terrible disappointment, let's get into the, uh, the race weekend. Right, Jerry, um, practice. Um, it was sprint weekend, which means we hardly got any. And the only two bits that I really pulled out from it were um, beautiful timing. I have to believe this was pure timing. They don't get to hear the radio messages ahead of it. But the commentary said, I wonder if we'll get to hear a Yuki expletive soon for the traffic he's going through. <laughs> and almost instantly up pops the radio message symbol on the TV and Yuki comes on and drops, I imagine, an F-bomb or whatever they keep. <laughs> traffic out. paradise, but, uh... as he calls it, with a bunch of profanity. <laughs> He, he he just can't go a race weekend without it, can he? He loves no, it. I think he, he does. I think he actively seeks out traffic just so that he can swear about it. He's uh, <laughs> is brilliant. Um, <laughs> That's great. And then, like in terms of the pace we were seeing, which you can't really get much from uh, practice, but we got even less of it from practice because okay, Max was quickest, not by much from Charles and Lewis, but McLaren just decided they weren't even going to come out and play. Everyone else was on softs, putting in fast laps. They hung back on the mediums and were down in about like fifteenth. So it was like. Okay, guess um, we don't really get to find out much from practice, which also Stroll didn't because he barely took part. So well, it brings up that Aston. really kills on a sp that really kills on a sprint weekend, doesn't it? It does, you but it get, also like, your practice screwed. Agreed, but also it's worse because Aston had the upgrades. So you know, I'm curious. <laughs> I, no, I'm well, the curious. downgrades as yeah, they, they as they were. Um, well, maybe not. Who knows? Stroll had points. Um, so I'll ask you this: We debate sprints. And if you look at it, Baku was a sprint, and we just had Qatar was a sprint, US, Mexico, I think Mexico or Brazil's a sprint, Brazil, I think. So a lot towards the end of the year, a little bit at the beginning, not a super huge amount of spa was a sprint in the middle. Do you think that's to avoid the upgrade windows? Because a lot of people aren't bringing upgrades anymore. It's so late in the season, and you obviously, at the beginning of the year, you know, don't have a ton of upgrades as you figure out what you got to fix. But that middle is a sweet spot. And if you only have an FP1 to work your upgrades through, it doesn't leave teams a lot of time to figure out what the hell they're doing for the weekend. So I'm just curious, A, your thoughts on, do you think they purposely don't have a ton of sprints in the middle of the season so teams who bring upgrades can assimilate them into the car and get the run plan set? Or was that just a coincidence? And am I overthinking yeah. it? Yeah, the latter, I think. I, th I think for me especially here in Max's comments, which I thought were very, very, like, sensible. Did you hear his comments about the sprint format? I did not. 
Uh, so they, they were asking him, I mean, we're kind of jumping ahead a little bit, but they asked him about the sprint format and he said, I, I don't really enjoy it and I don't really get it because um, it's like you it's like you've basically had spoiler alert for race Sunday. Because yeah, we've got we're in Park Ferme and we we're in Park Ferme and we can't change anything. You've basically seen the pace of all of the cars now, so it's just going to be today, but longer. I mean, um, is that what I've been saying the whole time? And it's really sort of disjointed. And anyway, I don't. I mean, I got to say, Max is a genius. Let, let's let's get Quali out of the way, and then we'll come back to Sprint because I yeah. I kind of yeah we'll 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 get to the Sprint. So uh, we had practice, then we had Quali. Um, I I got to be honest, I. Th- thought it was a bit boring quali really i don't know why it never seemed to really ignite so hugh Wong, gone you were about to say something what i thought the whole weekend was a little boring Is oh no okay i like the race I, I enjoyed the race quite a lot and that was the only thing i enjoyed in the entire weekend so we'll come back to that then in a, right. in a bit so uh okay yeah quali was you know, it was um, we lost Hulkenberg, despite the fact that Haas looked like it was flying, but he went and got his lap time. But, but only in Nico's hands, um, apparently. Yes, uh, Alonso, first time this season not making it to. Well, here he went, didn't even make Q two, but actually, was that meant it was the first time this season he didn't make Q three, which is quite a streak. Uh, Albon, Stroll, and Sargent were the ones to go in Q one. Q two came and went, not really much excitement. We lost uh, Sonoda, Joe, Bottas, K Mag, and Danny Rick. Um, Q3 was the little bit where we had a bit of spiciness. Now, you didn't agree with me on this one, um, but I felt that for the first time, and this might come back to this whole, I predicted that nobody would get near Red Bull until the regs change in 26. And I'm already kind of thinking I might have to start pulling back on that, watching the way that McLaren and Mercedes are starting to pull them in this season. So we actually saw Max for the first time under a little bit of pressure. Um you know, Charles went and laid down a marker, I think it was in that order anyway, and Max tried to respond and he ended up getting his lap time deleted for uh, track limits. And he, he just seemed this whole weekend a little bit flustered almost, which is, we haven't seen him like this. We haven't seen kind of Max under pressure because he never has been. Um, but yet again, Max goes and throws it up. Uh, well, what was he, fifth or sixth? Sixth. Um, yeah. And Perez down in ninth. So... I disagree with you. I don't think he was flustered at all. I think he just was pushing it. Uh, he made a mistake actually on turn one, if you remember. He was going yep. up the hill, and and I don't remember if he locked up or just went deep, but he had to fix that the rest of the way through. And so as he was doing that, um, he pushed too hard, and he did have a track limit situation, which which left him at sixth. But we've seen Max put in amazing qualifying laps throughout the season. Monaco, Zandvoort, where he, even you know he's not purple in in sector one he's just green or even yellow and then he comes out of nowhere like the monaco one in particular the analysis was i mean he had to go super purple like a special depth of deep purple in two and three in monaco to pull out uh, the pole same kind of thing i think it was zanford i could be getting that wrong so no actually i don't think it was at all pressure i think he was just really giving it the beans i think people are catching him i'll agree with you i'll think teams are catching him Given the beans because he made the mistake in corner one, like but he was having problems the whole weekend. Even before that, you remember was it was it earlier in quali or was it in practice when he spun around? He come he, he ended up going did a seven twenty um, on the no, way. No, I think that that was that was in the um, wasn't that in the sprint shootout? He didn't start getting the problems on Friday. There okay. was no problems so then, being reported on Friday. Well, so, but he was still struggling with wind and with other things. So I actually I don't agree with you. I think it was just 
it happens kind of situation. But I will say this, Max would have been on pole if he hadn't gone off, and it was a very small amount. So don't tell me he was carrying 20 miles an hour extra over that four inches. That's not true. So in my mind, he oh, would no, have. Oh, uh, no, that, that, that is true. No, it was like five miles an hour, and it's. But he was just a hair and a whisker over. I mean, he. I, I don't know. I don't think it made. If, that if you're big over, a you're over. You're carrying more speed. I think it was they quoted uh, Charlie. Uh, what's his name? Charlie. Charlie White, Whiting. Whiting from back in the day. Said, he's not with yeah, us yeah. anymore. And they, yeah, and he passed away a few years ago. And they said if he's uh, any extra speed through a corner is a material difference. I know, and I'm just saying. So, I think you're. You should. Step off of the Max Hatred bandwagon. I know you're not. I'm oh, just no, kidding. I'm not trying to get you killed I, on the I internet. Was, I was actually just interested to see that it felt this whole weekend was the first weekend. So put the Singapore thing yeah, that to was one side because that was situation. a complete track situation yeah, yeah, that was, he was I'm never going to get out of. This just kind of felt like the first time we've actually seen anybody be able to take it to him on but, both quality and kind of the race and the sprint. And it was quite cool to see, actually. But the sprint, he won by 10 seconds. Yeah, everybody peeled off after that, didn't they? I mean, it was kind of like... But, but he wasn't yeah. even pressing. I mean, he had two legs out of the car getting some air up you his You don't race know suit. that. Oh, my I gosh. Do. you're in a, you, I've insulted the hat, and you're in a right mood, aren't you, today? I, I don't know why you're hating on Max so much. <laughs> but wait, can I just say this well, before we go into Saturday? Before we go into Saturday. Um, Checo, the ninth thing, though, is a problem. Like, Max would have been first, second, if he'd stayed on the track, third at worst. Checo's ninth. That's yeah. a massive delta once again. I struggled a weekend again. I know, but... and it just he's in no man's land. Is it he finished fifth and we're supposed to celebrate that? I know, I know. I mean, like we said, it's it just it's just not clicking for him. So I mean, who knows? Maybe the big retirement announcement is coming next week in Mexico. But, <laughs> don't uh... don't get the hats on the tinfoil kind. Although if only if it can be shipped from the Netherlands with some fine detailing like this one. <laughs> Saturday. Wait, well, so, so Paul, get, gave us, yeah. Paul gave us Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Should we do them all at once or should we do Paul's Friday now? Yeah, no, let, yeah, let's let's do the Friday thing before we get to Saturday. Let's do like we did last time. We'll uh, we'll round out Friday with a bit of pit lane pool. But all just right. like just like the sprint doesn't have a podium, we don't play his music until the Sunday one. Okay, I was about to start it, but we'll go right to Friday. Hey guys, so Friday uh done. Uh that's uh was it a good day? Yeah, I guess it was. Um interesting grid for the race on sunday um good to see some more names up front so it should make it quite interesting i guess but um yeah on the whole it's just qualifying in it it's it's an okay track this i guess it is quite nicely i'm i'm certainly quite negative about it i'm not i just think i'm really looking forward to a good race on sunday and the grid shapes up to be a good race on sunday but i don't want to then start saying it's going to be a good race on sunday and then it's just going to suck so I'm going to try and keep my enthusiasm about the, 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 the grid down a little bit. Um, apart from that, it's Austin. Um, if anyone has been to Austin and been out in Austin, uh, this is one of the hardest races of the year. Your body takes a, a pounding uh, from the bars on 6th Street. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I, I just sort of promised I'd do a, a drunk Saturday night one last um last podcast so let's see let, let's see how tomorrow goes but yeah uh, on the whole good friday interesting uh, interesting grid it's great to see some more names up there i think probably uh, there's a chance that red bull are maybe trying some different things i don't know you know that we know they're quick but whether they were just trying something new i mean they've got no reason to uh, to not so let's see let's see how it goes on sunday but tomorrow first we got this weird little sprint today so uh, we'll have some fun with that 
and I'll speak to you, well, in, in about five seconds by the time the guys have edited this. <laughs> no, we're going to break them up into pieces, Paul. We're going to break them up. Let that linger. So we go to Saturday, right? The sprint shootout. Do we, have to, do we have to talk about Saturday? I mean, I don't want to. Do you? No, it was just rubbish, wasn't it? Um, okay, let's let's quickly hit it. So we had the, the the most the most interesting thing of the entire sprint format this weekend was the huge debate they went on about about uh, there was an argument between the two comment commentators about you're not allowed to call it you're not allowed to call it a Grand Prix you have to call it a sprint you're not even allowed to call it a sprint race because it's not a race it's just a sprint so the official F1 name for it is sprint and then also this isn't qualifying this is the sprint shootout so they both they went back and forth and they were like yeah yeah we can't call it qualifying it's not qualifying it's a sprint shootout and then reverted to start calling it SQ1 and SQ2 I'm thinking what does the Q stand for if you can't call it qualifying but and and that is my review of of the sprint. No, I I have a few things I would hit. Uh, small <laughs> things. One, I thought did the rules change mid year and I missed it. Wasn't it you had to have a new set of hards, you had to have a new set set of mediums, and then it had to have a new set of softs in one, two, three in order. Wasn't that what happened to Lando Lando at Baku where he did not have a new set of mediums and couldn't run in SQ two. Like, why did they go medium, medium, soft? Did I miss some rule that they, said they I can they adjust based it. on race or whatever? Okay, that's fine. I was confused I, by that. And the people seem to be going out unused at times. So also uh, confusing to me. Um, I Here are my notes. I liked Albon, had some good times. It made me think that Williams may have pace. He was third at the end of SQ1 or whatever we call it. I loved it when George got right in front of Charles, when Charles already had his laps in in SQ1. And he already had a, a time. He got wandered right in front of him, right onto the racing line. And Charles goes, penalty for Mr. Russell there. Thank you. And I laughed and I laughed. And I'm like, how can you be driving at 215 miles an hour and still be funny about the guy who cuts you off? Cuts you off and almost runs you off the lap. Um, Max, it was SQ2 where he did the pirouette, according to my notes. Uh, I loved the camera angle because it was kind of over a, a gentle hill. So there was a camera where all of a sudden the Red Bull appears sideways and spinning. Yes. And yeah. then he catches it because he's Max F Verstappen and there's nothing he can't do in a race car. Uh, and that was about it. My la The last note I have, and I'll let you finish the shootout. Max Charles Lewis Lando was the order for at the end of SQ3. Four different constructors in the top four. I liked that. But other than that, I, I, I can, we can go on to the sprint race for me or whatever we're calling it. Uh, I yeah, the sprint, um, it started and, uh, and, and Max won. Right. Should we move on to the race? On, uh, <laughs> Done. Just, nothing happened. Um, some circuits just seem, I don't know, that designed to give us a good sprint race. I think the last sprint race we had, we both enjoyed um, when yes. Piastri won it. Now, maybe it was just because Piastri won it. I don't know. But no, nope, there was a lot um, of overtakes. There was a lot of interesting stuff. A lot stuff of overtakes, a lot of excitement. Whereas here, this, this track just doesn't feel set up for it. So, um, oh, I'm going to grab a name out of thin air here and probably get it wrong. I want to say Dave Coulson on Twitter responded to, I kind of put something out there and was like, oh, this. Um, and said, maybe what they need to do is think about, in the same way if you've played any kind of PlayStation or Xbox game, you'll normally drive around Suzuka in about 500 different uh, layouts because they put different bollards and, and they shut pieces of the track off and you'll do, you know, the long version of it, the short version of it. It's like, maybe the sprint races should see if they can explore that. Be a different layout, same venue, so you'd still be at Austin, but you would only do, you maybe you do twice as many laps, but of a much shorter track. So you're not kind of giving away the farm for Sunday. I, I don't know. My view was, I kind of came to this conclusion this weekend that 
Like Max doesn't like it. No one seems to enjoy it that much. Horner said it doesn't feel right to celebrate them. He doesn't really get that excited by winning a sprint. If no one likes it, but the but F1 want to get ticket sales for Saturday and make have some sort of competition there on Saturday, why not do Friday? Um, you know, practice and quali maybe like they are now on the sprint weekend. And just make Saturday all about the ladies and just have F1 Academy be the main, like a proper full length race rather than these little shorter versions. Have a proper race that we can all get invested in that doesn't take anything away or from Sundays in terms of this silly little sprint format. Okay, two things. <clears throat> First of all, I've solved sprints. I'm going to use a little bit of your idea and a little bit of something new, and I'll do that in a second. So put a pl placeholder in that one. There were two things from the sprint race, whatever we're calling it, that I did want to highlight. The start. Max ran Charles so far off on the inside going into turn one. And Charles, Max even said to him at the end when they were standing up, you know, uh, not in the cool down room, but doing their stuff out by the cars. Max goes, sorry about that. And Charles says, I would have done the same. I don't know. Did you see Charles was over the pit exit lane? I mean, they had him. Um, he was about to go into the wall. But, you know, that's Max's prerogative. They're all still on the track. It's fine. That's the only note I enjoyed there. Um, and then George was Mr. Penalties this weekend. He got yes, he was, get yeah. the three grid drop <laughs> for what we already talked about. And then he he overtook off, you know, over the outside the lines off the track and got a five second penalty. He's like, ah, forget it. I'll just just add it on at the end. Put it on my account is basically what he said. And he finished. However, back to the sprints. I got the answer. You ready? You're going to like this a lot. Go. go. OK, first of all. Le Mans style start. So they're outside the cars across the pit lane and they have to run oh across, God. get in oh the cars. God. They have to do 10 laps. And then as they finish, the women are doing the same thing in the pits with their cars. And the second they go by, the academy driver does a Le Mans style start to their car and takes off. And it's a collaborative effort. And the winner gets the national dish of that country served to them by uh, the prime minister, king or emperor or president. I, think I don't great. have access to the sound. Idea. I don't have access to the sound panel, so I can't play the. <laughs> that is. <laughs> oh my on. gosh, that's, that's go terrible. But oh, anyway, wait, so Paul, no, no, Paul no. We, yeah, yeah. I know we better actually mention that. So Max won the sprint. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. And um, by ten seconds, Lewis, Lewis came second. Charles came third. So we do have to cover the fact that it happened, even if neither of us enjoyed it. So ten seconds. Let's see. Let's see what Paul made of it. Hey, so uh, that is Saturday done, sprint race done. Um, I'm going to be honest, I didn't, I just, yeah, it was okay. It's just <laughs> the sprint race done, really, really for me. There was nothing really overly exciting, a few, you know, a few little battles at the start, but it was just a bit of a drive around. Uh, maybe I'm being miserable there, I don't know, but... Um, Max drove away in front. Lewis briefly caught. I mean, it looks like the Mercedes has got something about it now, which is quite good, which actually leads into tomorrow quite nicely. So, um, you know, I think, like I said uh, yesterday, I'm really looking forward to actually the race um, tomorrow a lot more. Because I just think the way that people are starting, the lineup at the start, you know, everyone thinks Max is going to drive for a win. I don't, you know... I, probably will if I'm being honest but I also think that Lewis is uh, has got a chance of of actually doing something has the Ferrari got the very man Ferrari haven't got the pace I don't think might be wrong McLaren again I don't think that's gonna 
I just think, I don't know. I don't know what I think. Um, <laughs> what I do know is Saturday night in Austin. Um, how can I explain tonight? If anyone's been to Austin, I, I sort of touched earlier on 6th Street. Um, we're actually staying in an area called Rainy Street, uh, which isn't rainy. It's been very hot this week. Um, and it's just sort of like Rainy Street's a bit of a, a low-key sort of like uh, busy area. Lots of little bars. A lot of developments going on here. So it's sort of ruined a little bit, in my opinion. Um, but when you go up onto 6th Street, life's a lot different. It's just hectic. There's, you know, the thousands of people. You won't be able to walk along 6th Street tonight. It's close to traffic like they do with many of these sort of, like, party streets, if you want to call them that. Um, I will be honest, I've had a banging headache all day. So, to be completely fair, it's probably going to be um, a, a low-key night. And I actually recorded this without touching a drop of beer which oh. again i don't condone that anyone drinks it's it's not big it's not clever um i am going to try my hardest to not drink tonight now again for any children or any you know people who uh, who find that comment very strange when you have about 1500 people from formula one compressed into an area about a quarter of a mile uh, radius it's it it's it's not nice because you see people and it's like, oh, I'll have a beer and oh, I'll have a beer. And before you know it, it's two o'clock and um, you lay in the ditch. So let's see how tonight goes. Um, I, am, I am actually really looking forward to the race tomorrow. Today's didn't excite me too much. It was a bit there. But, you know, we can't have everything, you know, it's, and, and that's it. So um, depending how tonight goes, let's catch up again tomorrow. Um, and at least I'll finish my beer, Mr. Vale. Oh, still oh, taking shots at you. Still, still to still this day. Still taking shots. Till Jesus. shots fired. Shots yeah. Fired. So then we come to Sunday. The race. Race day, Sunday. Very exciting because Max is starting sixth. We were on the Discord. And if you're not on the Discord, I just want to know why. And so we were talking about what would happen with Max. Would he be through to first from sixth place by lap 15, or would it be a battle of him trying to get through the McLarens, the Ferraris, and the Mercedes? And would it be, you know, take time for that to happen? And so we were all kind of curious to see what would happen. I had a little Max tracker going in our notes here, and we get the start and Charles, and it was interesting, right? We had Lando up there poking his nose up there, at better start than Charles did, took him on the inside. Oscar also had a good start in the McLarens, although he then had a little problem with Esteban, which cost both of them the race. And Ferrari, while Charles may have gone down one, Carlos went up and we had Ferrari 2-3. It was wild, though. The first lap was nuts. Lewis took Carlos eventually shortly thereafter. It was just the whole thing was hectic uh, for the first lap or two. And it was fun to watch. And I did not know how big of a problem Oscar and Esteban had. We saw Esteban start to drop back. Seemed like Oscar was okay, but apparently had an internal yeah. water leak. So that sucked. Um, but yeah, I don't know. What do you think of the start, Rob? Oh, it was amazing. It was brilliant. I loved, uh, loved the first couple of laps. I thought um, Lando's start was just phenomenal. I, I, struggling to remember where I've seen you know that second place car be alongside a pole guy within what felt like 100 yards. There was <laughs> right. no way he wasn't leading into the first corner. He absolutely nailed his start. It was uh, it was fantastic. Um, so yeah, they kind of all got through. We saw a couple of plumes of smoke, which I guess was the contact uh, 
between uh, Ocon and Piastri. But other than that, everyone got through, which was actually quite surprising. I was expecting some somebody to be shunted off. Um, George decided to take an extended tour around uh, Term 1 and kind of go and visit uh, the next state over and then come back again. He went around uh, the, the U.S. flag, the U.S. Oh, big I, flag. He went all the way around I, it. And then I just, do you know what annoyed me this uh, in the race, just in general? I've started to get a real kind of annoyance with drivers who whine about people that leave the track. Other people leaving the track. Other yes. people. Oh, oh, I oh can't did you see? Oh, Mr. Mr. Race Controller, did you see? He just went off the lap. He just went off the, over the track. That's Checo three was now. doing it's it the like, whole time on George. Checo was doing it. They're all Lewis doing it. Lewis was it's doing like, it about Max. I mean, like, it was so annoying. Oh, it's just like, and when Checo, the one that really annoyed me was Checo was like, I think, like, trying to rain uh phone in about george leaving as if he's getting an unfair advantage by leaving the track all these times he was 1.8 seconds behind him right if Checo's all over the back of george and george is breaking drs by leaving the track i'm okay with that right flag it do it when you're just sort of pootling behind and can't catch him and you're going please sir please sir he just went <laughs> off the track sir it's just um i don't like it and it's not a Checo thing he just happened to say no, a few drivers uh, did it this agreed. weekend everyone's and, been doing uh, it Ugh, I just it just drives me nuts. Um, well, Max Tracker, it was lap five when he took Carlos uh, on DRS for fourth place. I, I I'm surprised. Like I read the notes, and maybe I'm wrong. Is there a a Vale's rant, a Rob's rant about DRS coming tonight, or no? Uh, no, I don't think it was. Uh, I mean, it it was a little overpowered, but um, we didn't really see too many drs overtakes we we saw drs getting people up that they were able to take a lunge down the inside of turn one or right. which i actually prefer this type of overtake brought them into the range where they can go wide and do the switcheroo and and just take the really wide line into turn one and then try okay. to undercut on the way out so actually drs wasn't too bad i thought i thought it, it was getting people into striking distance it didn't give them a gimme overtake so Got it. No, no it was all right um pit lane start for uh alonso um, interesting that Fernando just basically looked at those upgrades and went, you call these upgrades? Take them all off. I'd rather start in the pit lane from the back than drive this crocker crap around. So just take everything off that you did and give me the old car back. And Lance is like, well, I'll take it. I'll start. Yeah. We'll, I'll do the upgrades. He won't. We'll see what happens. Uh, and you know what? Fernando was ahead until he his was. car gave out on him. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the car, the lap time seemed much better without the upgrades, which has got to be a little bit of a kick in the pants for everybody back at the factory that spends all this time working on upgrades and like, we've given you the upgrade package and you're slower and it's so Can bad. Can you imagine Fernando once it ripped off the car? The Slack channel at Aston Martin right now, everybody's like, oh boy, the downgrades didn't help. <laughs> oh. And then we saw, I think it was like about whatever it was, seven or eight, we saw Piastri going backwards. If you were paying attention to the board on the left-hand side, you suddenly saw Piastri get taken by a couple and like, something's wrong there. And then lo and behold, we see a picture of him going slowly and the radio basically saying, don't touch any pedals. <laughs> just yeah, we have a problem just with everything. coast back now. It's like, yeah. So apparently it had been a burst radiator or whatever in the, in the contact with Ocon. So that was a shame. That was uh, Piastri's race run. Um, you had another entry on your uh, Max Tracker, yeah, which I just took... I decided to poke a bit of fun at you yep. for. According to your Max Tracker, uh, Max talked Charles at lap eleven, so I'd I'd love to know what he was saying to him as he was talking to him. Took, he took him, talked, took, whatever. I can't speak English, but yes, he was upped into third by lap eleven, and then interestingly, Max pits on lap seventeen. So and... so, so yeah, let's just pause yeah. there because this is the start of where 
And this is absolutely bizarre. We must have gone into the twilight zone this week, Brian, because this is where higher strategy started kicking in, and I was enthralled by it. Yeah, I was too. You, I was you too. didn't enjoy this race. Nah, so... it didn't deliver what I wanted it to. Nothing actually changed, really, because of well, it. Uh, I mean, Except Charles. The only person to change for was Charles, because they were sitting there. He's like, should we go plan C or plan D? And they come back with... We'll come back to you. And he goes, well, it's ruining my race, what we're doing now. Copy. We'll check that. And so that's all that happened. It ruined his race. The, the One stop didn't work. So you, they couldn't figure you, that out. Mercedes went too long Lewis on Lewis. Coming through. Well, we'll get there. Calm okay, down, okay. So, This Keep is the start of when, on, brother. This is the start of when we're looking at like what windows have we got, and they were kind of predicting that it needed to be around twenty plus that you would come in on the mediums, and they right. actually caught everybody yes. by surprise that Max came in so early because it's and this medium, gonna... medium. So yes. he's guaranteed a two stopper, hundred percent. So then Norris and Signs. Uh come in as well and Norris goes to hard so now he's got the opportunity that right. if things go his way this can be a one stop and this is why I suddenly got pulled into all of this now and thinking okay so um Lewis stays out um and we're all thinking a Merck going to try a one stop here and they keep they're on the radio to George and um Lewis saying can you extend this for another four or five laps Lewis is like yeah I'm not sure Russell's like of course I can I'm Superman <laughs> and I can try this anywhere uh, uh to which point they both came in within about a lap or two later, I think, right. to stop. But uh, so they extended their period, their first run, but not as far to probably bring them into the one stop. But they still went to hards anyway, which I thought was the right call because it at least gave you the option that if it just Agreed. happened to play out and the hards lasted, at least the one stop was on the cards. I but... mean, when you think of of team strategy, you think of Brian and Rob, and the fact that oh, we like the strategy yeah. means we're sure it's right. I did like it. I liked medium to hard because if the hard lasts, you you can go to the end and save the 23 or one or two seconds from the pit stop. I don't know. Like my problem was Lewis was out four more laps after Max and that undercut is powerful. If you're going to go for a one stopper, leave him out longer. If you're going to go with optionality, bring him in right away. What they did was they kind of put him, in my opinion, Never Neverland, where they waited four or five more laps after Max pitted and then gave an option. The option was done. At that point, you're, you're, not, you're not far enough in unless something magical mm. happens with the tires or a safety car or some bizarro world happens. But even that one let's, helped let's, them. Let's, let's be honest. They were actually only one lap away from catching Max. Well, I mean, what was really happening in Max's car? I think he was texting some friends. I think he was setting oh, up a night on Sixth like, Street. The last stop, stop talking to me under braking. I'm I'm in the middle of a Snapchat. Yeah, so he had the braking issue, and his tires were a lot older because he because he started yeah. that whole uh, domino laps. effect by coming yeah. in so early. Um, yeah, I mean he was getting caught. So I think they thought that was the only way they could do it. Mercedes were never going to catch Red Bull on an absolute like for like if they'd. Have, if they'd have reacted straight away, yes, they might have had a smaller delta when they came out, but I don't think they'd have ever been in the position at the at the latter end of the race to chase him down. They would have just fallen steadily further and further and Probably. further behind Max. So I thought I thought Mercedes got it perfect. I just thought they Oh, I would have done it um, earlier. No, but then they then they couldn't have chased him at the end. If you'd done it earlier, you would have just fallen further behind Max at the end because you would have almost had the same tires. I mean and Max always wins in that situation. You needed a fresher offset to be able to catch him and have that charge at the end and do hammer time. But the four laps longer, you you were gonna get burnt somewhere and the Red Bull's gentler on its tires than the Mercedes. So I mean I appreciate so your perspective. No, but if you go you if you go earlier, no at the end you're saying you have to be fresher. 
So why didn't they box yeah, so the third a, time for softs? I mean, like what I'm saying. No, no, because you can't you, you can't make those twenty seconds. But if what you if what you're just saying is yes. that Red Bull are better on the tires and Mercedes yes. aren't, so Mercedes should have come in earlier and had older tires at the end. They would have been worse. Compared they had track to Red position. Bull. They had track position when Max boxed the first oh, time. No. They lost. No, it. no, 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 no. Oh no! I'd rather have I'd rather have Lewis defend on similar tires and worry about it at the end than shoot myself easy in the on foot so quickly. Oh dear, dear! You, now you're on your DRS I thought you soapbox. Knew, I thought you. No, I just think I don't know. The Packers lost it. There is that why you're in such a bad mood. I'm not in a bad mood. <laughs> I'm just apparently the only Max Verstappen fan on this here pokey little podcast today. Um, I know. I don't know. I don't know, Rob. What? I just it didn't deliver. The race didn't deliver for me. The strategy. Set no, no. Now, now it goes. The middle yeah. bit. I it was a bit boring now because now we were into kind of no no man's land while we were waiting to see what the strategy would do at the end of it so we kind of probably went for quite a big lull here i think from about like 28 through to about 40. right <laughs> no seriously you're, you're not wrong basically the only thing that happened this time is max took lewis during the pit stop so max tracker uh into third and then at this point we both wrote is Charles going for a one-stopper question mark um yeah. and it basically is, Charles, do you want to go plan C one-stopper? Question. And he's like, uh, no. And they're like, perfect, let's do plan C one-stopper. I'm like, why Why did you do this to my guy? Why what, did you what do I it couldn't, to What I couldn't work out, and I hadn't been paying attention to it, is that normally when everybody else has stopped and somebody is running long, that person usually has track position. Okay, he did. He was first. Great. And usually has quite a lot of time in hand. Um, because they haven't stopped and the other people have just taken a 20 second hit. Um, but because they're on the slower tires and the other guys have come out on fresh, that's usually eating, eating, eating. And you're like, well, as soon as he pits, he's going to get caught because he's 14 seconds ahead right. and it's a 20 second delta. It was a by a second and only ahead of Max by like three. I'm like, how is he so, how is he so slow that the other, everybody else have been able to stop and lose 20 seconds and, and, and Charles has. <laughs> Totally around in the Ferrari. I don't know. My guy. Oh, God, it hurt. I mean, can you imagine every Charles fan right now from A, starting on pole, B, finishing sixth on a bad strategy, and now plan D being retired, being DQ'd, which we'll get to in a second here. And then so Lewis does come on the blower, and he's like, on lap 27, you've given me a hell of a gap to close, which aligns with what I'm saying. Not as much you. But we both wrote, assuming it's a two-stopper, and it obviously became it, ha- it became an imperative for it to be a two-stopper. Max Tracker, he moves to first on lap 28, takes Lando. So it was not lap 15. It definitely wasn't 56 at the end. It was pretty good in the middle, 28. Um, which, by the way, that's exactly in the middle. Look at the yeah. math. Look at the big brain on Brian. Oh, look um, at you there, eh? <laughs> and so then we see people start doing their second stops, Lando and Max. Um, Lewis basically was 15 seconds ahead on lap 36, but he was going to box still because as we knew, a second stop was coming. And so they kind of told him, you know, it's hammer time. Like, let's get what we can out of these things because you're going to have to box. At this point, I knew it was a two-stopper. What I did not foresee or portend coming was Max's brake challenges toward the end, which, you know, you never know. Like that Silverstone. You remember when in 2020 yeah. when Lewis's tire fell apart and Max boxed with a few laps left just to go for a fastest lap? They could have won the race. And in 2020, that was a big deal for Red Bull. So they could have won that race if they hadn't boxed for that because they would have caught Lewis. But they didn't know. Same way that Mercedes didn't know that 
Max was going to have whatever going on. I don't know. I felt like at this point, like you said, it was kind of slow. This is when we got the Charles team radio. Do you want to keep plan C or go to plan D? And he says, plan C is ruining my race. At this point, I was I was almost sad. I was crying a little bit for Charles. I'm like, oh, it's ruining his race and it's ruining my ability to watch him do something good here. And oh, I don't know. Max starting to get cranky, though, at the end. Did you enjoy all of the every time GP had an update for him? Stop talking to me under breaking. It's like it's just always in the breaking zone, apparently. <laughs> is is he doing it on purpose, watching the little radar and going, uh, breaking zone now? Uh, yeah. Hello, Max. <laughs> Three but, yeah, but, then, but then this is where I thought it really came alive then with 10 laps I agree. left because it got interesting. Uh, Lando went on a charge. I mean, his sort of fell away a little bit. I'm not quite sure if he took too much out of his tires trying to go after uh, Max, but he's got Lewis right in uh, behind him. And Max is blatantly not pulling away. This is not going to be a 20-second into-the-distance win nope. for Max. If anything, he's starting to be pulled back in. I'm watching the Delta, and suddenly I'm realizing that while Lando's kind of now holding station and kind of sticking at about 2.8 seconds behind, Lewis is massively eating into Lando's. And I'm like, oh, hang on a minute. This could get a bit feisty. And, and it did. I mean, Lewis got uh lando uh lap 49 i think that was the good old switcheroo overtake as well um yes. and started going after him now it started coming down what, what i don't know and i don't know if the brake problem got much worse in the last couple of laps but he was he was eking the tents out but not at the rate you needed to catch him and then all of a sudden with two laps to go he was absolutely kind of maybe maybe uh, worn away too much of his skid blocks and that made the car lighter and he could go faster but uh <laughs> hamilton started absolutely pulling it i'm like he did. man this is going to be one lap too short this race because we're going to be robbed of kind of these two duking it out in drs zones or anywhere around the track because he's just going to run out of uh of laps i mean i thought that that whole piece towards the end we, we saw um well charles got the big kick in the teeth of pole position sitter that should be given the uh the strategy out of the team being told to move over and let his teammate through i mean that has got to hurt there that uh. i mean I, I, I let me try that again i have used this before this is from last year but it felt like such a perfect soundbite for today wait what are these tires sorry it's a mistake yes it was a mistake it was a mistake the one lapper and again had they had time in practice to run long race pace type things they may have known that the hards wouldn't have fired up and lasted the way they wanted them to but it didn't work so yeah you're right charles got screwed by that whole approach he also had a dental abscess which i'm sure a toothache at the very least which didn't help when he gets disqualified later he wants his whole weekend to go away um yeah i don't know i mean I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a. I thought it was an okay race. I thought the whole weekend though was a little boring. Like Saturday, could have done without. Friday yeah. was meh, and the race had a little bit in the beginning, a little bit in the end, but in between. Yeah, I, I enjoyed. It. I quite enjoyed the race. It, it had a little bit of a longer lull than I would have liked, but that was kind of waiting for the sort of the ending to come through. So, I mean, I don't think that. Like I say, I, I think if. If Hamilton follows Max in straight away, I think Max, I think, I think Red Bull did that on purpose because they know they're so good on their tires. I think they almost did that on purpose to try to taunt or see if they could force others to come in early because that would probably have screwed their strategies over. So I think Mercedes needed to stay out because the only way they could possibly stay competitive was to be on fresher, quicker tires at the end. But he just ran out of just ran out of laps to do it. So I have a question for you, Max Lewis Lando on the podium. 
they go up to do their interviews and all the weekend I not heard a lot of booing and they do their interviews and that seemed okay. And then a little booing for Max at the post-race interview. And then the podium though was epic. And so he, uh, in terms of the amount of boos and people on Twitter were getting all worked up, but here is a unique perspective. Did you notice that after all of the booing, there was a loud set of Checo chants? Yeah. Yeah, Do you look. think there's any chance that the Checo fans are a little tired of Red Bull, the machine, and Max being the face of it, not giving their their guy a fair chance? Do you think there's any chance that those what do you mean, what do you mean were... fair chance? He's in well, he's in the best on. car. Well, but uh, yeah, okay, they don't think that. And so he, here's, I mean, he's in the best car, but they don't think he's given the opportunity. So he's clearly being treated like the you know uh, second driver. So here's my question. Normally, I would have written these off in years before to Lewis fans who don't like Max. I don't think that's what this was. I think these were Checo fans who don't like Max and maybe some for the governor because a lot of people don't like the governor of Texas. What do you think about booze, Rob? Do you have a perspective or shall we move on? I, I don't like people booing anyway. Max is amazing and he won a race. I don't, he didn't do anything wrong. He's, he just happens to be an extremely talented guy in the best car. And people that like get angry about that need to go and find themselves a life because <laughs> it's like, well said. It's, it just frustrates me. Like, I agree on something. As with any sport in the world, if you happen to be a fan of whoever's winning, then life is unicorns and rainbows and you love it. And then when it's not, and your favorite isn't winning anymore, you mm. kind of just have to put on the boy pants and just accept mm. it because that's sport. Like um, me with the so Packers. Yeah, it's like, yeah, exactly. So, do you know what? It's um, disappointing to have the boo in. Um, Checo fans really shouldn't be frustrated with anybody but Checo because I, I, I just can't stand this narrative of, oh, he's not being given a chance. Okay, he's being given a chance. If he wants to, I would say he has the equipment to finish second in every single race this season. I agree. This car has been good enough that we could have had a Red Bull 1-2 all year. But what we're looking at is one of them taking that machinery and taking it to another level, and the other one doing an amazing job of making it look like a midfield car. It is. Um, and I just, I don't get it. I just, uh, he, he's obviously just not happy. And I actually hope that Checo actually moves and, and doesn't end up down like in a... Sorry, Haas fans, but doesn't end up like in a Haas <laughs> and like running around there. But like, if if he could end up in a, I don't know, let's just go stupid for a minute. Let's say Lando goes and joins his mate Max at Red Bull, and uh, Checo drops into the McLaren. I mean, he deserves a good car. He's just obviously not in a happy place right now, being the number two to Max. And if he wants to be the number one somewhere, he's going to have to leave, isn't he? He's not going to get number well, one seat at Red Bull. I know it's not a perfect analogy because Al Albon was at the beginning of his career, but Albon hated being there with Max. And look at him now. Uh, he's Everyone would agree he's driving the wheels off that Williams. So anyway, let's hear what Paul had to say before well, we kind of... Let's just, let's just, before we go to Paul, because yeah. that's, so that's, that's the review of the podium and everything. So we've, we've kind of teased it all the way through and never really said it. Obviously, that's how we thought things stood. Uh, as we and all turned how, off our TVs. And the rest of our notes with stats and so forth also stand. But then things happened. Yeah, like three minutes before uh, we came on air, um, Rob Reed, friend of the show, kind of texts to say, that's crazy that Logan Sargent scored points in his first in, in his home race. I'm like, what? No, he didn't. So I'm like, I kind of march back over to my laptop. I'll show him and correct him. And I go on to fire at BBC Sport. And I'm like, headline, Hamilton and Leclerc uh, disqualified. I'm like, what? So, yes, apparently we, 
I'm sure we pretty much covered this in one of our kind of all things F1 uh, in one of our very, very early episodes when we talked about various bits and pieces on cars. But one of them are the skid blocks that sit underneath the cars and make all those glorious sparks. And you're only allowed to erode so much of them over the course of a race. And it seems like uh, Lewis and Leclerc, which so <laughs> I'm not laughing. I am laughing. I'm not laughing. So Lewis, I can kind of understand he's driven the wheels off that thing and was flying it around everywhere. And they talked about this new setup and the car being lower and having better balance. Well, maybe it's been too low and it's scrubbed too much. It, stuff it is away, a bouncy right? track. Though. So it's a very bouncy, bouncy track, track, right? So, but at least he was on a charge and almost won the race and finished oh, no. second and went too fast. Charles, Charles oh. sucked, drove oh. backwards most of the race, but was somehow still eroding too much of his skin. And has a dental problem. And oh I used, well, I'll get to the fantasy in a minute. So, so, so what that ends up doing, and I do feel sorry for Dookie on uh, my face. Lando moves up to second, and Sainz now gets a podium, but obviously he doesn't get to go and stand on the podium, spray champagne, and get the trophy. But he technically is third now, and that ripple effect all the way through the points actually means that Logan Sargent, who I got to be honest, we didn't talk about him at all in the race because we didn't talk about what was going on at the back, right? At the back. Danny Rick hasn't covered himself in amazing glory today. I know it's his first race back, but uh, you can beat him, right? Last of the finishers. Uh, last of the finishers for the retire uh, from uh, above anybody retired. Sergeant put it in twelfth. I thought he did a stellar job today to uh, put all the pressure that's been on him in the last few races. Of you know, he's leading the crash charts and he's fighting for his position. He needs to put a good result in. He's gone and put it twelfth. And if you put it somewhere near the points you always stand uh, the chance that if something happens after the race you could get bumped up and that's exactly what's happened two people have been disqualified he's been uh, bumped up into 10th and he's gone and grabbed his first point in uh, formula one which now means he's only one point behind uh, medical car two <laughs> did you see that did you see that graphic you're, you're, you're looking a bit blank at me there did you see the graphic no. Where was okay blank? so so no there was um a graphic put up on friday um which was showing the standings and what they seem to have done is instead of, I think, Liam Lawson and maybe Danny Rick, could have been DeVries, I'm not sure, but for the two drivers that um, should have been on that list, right. they had Medical Car 2 and Safety no, Car. No, did they really? And, Medi and Medical Car 2 had two points, which I think is Liam Lawson. Of course. And Safety Car had zero points. Nick. Uh, which, was uh, which was Nick, I think yeah. it was uh, yeah. that one that they uh, swapped out. It could have been Danny Rick, because I don't think he's got points either yet. But... Everyone was there making jokes going, oh my gosh, how? How has medical car scored points, but safety car hasn't? Poor old Bert has like driven so many laps and led so many races in the safety car, and he still can't score a point. But anyway, Logan Sargent has moved ahead of safety car now. Uh, he's one point behind medical car too. So um, yeah, kudos to- He also to, finished kudos. right behind Alex. He did. Yeah, I know Alex did. had I a penalty, Logan but still, he was right behind him, which is pretty good. That's, you know, you got to be right there with your teammate, and he did that, so. Can we hear from Paul now? Yes, we can. You're going to fire right. up the music this time? Ready, have it going. All right, and Paul's final dispatch of the weekend. Thank you again, Paul. Hey now, I forgot to do that on the other two, which is poor form. Uh, that is the USA Grand Prix gone. Is that what it's called? I lose lose track of what these things are called nowadays. Um, I'm going to be back to Grumpy Paul. You're really happy. It was crap. The race was rubbish. It's just, you know, 
yeah, okay, there was a good strategy battle with Lewis and Max at the end and so on and so forth. But, like, I sort of longed and hoped there'd be something better at the start. And, and the inevitable happened, I guess, whereas, uh, you know, Max just seemed to just cruise through and... Um, yeah, do you know, if the race would have gone on five more laps, would Lewis have caught him? Who knows? Um, I... I mean, I didn't enjoy it. Okay, listen, again, my, my, I'm always tainted by our own team's performance, so let, let's not be completely uh, dismissive of the race. Uh, you guys probably found it amazing, uh, but when you have a performance like that, again, you just get miserable, as I've said before, and, I, I, and again, I apologise. But, no, look, let's look at it. Um, a good, good star, Max gained a position, uh, Lando got in the lead, Lewis has been quick all weekend, the Ferraris tried their best. No one can just compete with Max in that car, you know? And if you look at what Sergio's doing, it's actually, if, if that was a level of Max, it would be it would have been an excellent race. But I think it's just the fact that he he went through and just drove away. Is, well, he didn't really drive away, did he? I don't know. I don't know what I thought of it. I think I was just sort of hoping that something better would happen. It'd be something more. I don't know. I hope that makes sense. Like, I think it was, I, it probably was a good race. I, I just think I, I wanted, I wanted a bit more of a challenge for Max. So I don't think we saw that, which is a shame. Um, apart from that behind, I don't, again, I mean, I might just be being miserable. There was just, I just didn't seem, I didn't seem captivated watch. I didn't watch the race and just think like, wow, this is, you know, there's loads of battles going, like going on. There was, it just didn't seem like there was enough going on. So I'm going to judge it as that. Look, listen, not every race is fantastic. You know, (laughs) I, I, I won't, I won't sit here and try and paint a picture. I personally didn't enjoy it. I just thought that it was missing something. I don't know what it was missing. I think I got really excited by the qualifying on Friday. Oh, that seems a lifetime ago. And I think I expected more. That's my that's my honest truth. And I think then when you when it delivered what it delivered, I, I was just sort of left a little bit like, eh, you know. And so I, I probably may be looking at it slightly wrong. So. Uh, if you guys enjoyed it, great. Fair play. You know, it, it's it's not, you know, me being a, a moody little arse isn't for everyone. But um, anyway, that was that. Status update. I didn't really go out last night. I was struggling a little bit. Um, uh, I had the killers over, so I was sort of with them quite a lot during the week. Um, I've just had enough of loud music. I had a headache. <laughs> so I just sort of locked myself away last night and just thought, I just want, I just want to recover. Um, you'll all be pleased to know, and I very much doubt many of you actually care, but I, I, I feel really good. I feel back on form. Slightly disappointed with today, obviously, from our performance. But, you know, from our side, there's not a lot we can do about it. We, you know, we're just, you know, pieces on a chessboard, really. We just have to do what we do. So um, last night in Austin, Sunday night, um, listen, this one's going to be a big night. It's, it's sort of like one of the races where we don't, and I, I know I've mentioned this, you don't get many races where the whole of like F1 is sort of um, in one area. So it's quite nice to be able to go out and, and, and share a few beers with people tonight. And then um, I go to New Orleans, I've said this already, for a couple of days, and then uh, head over to Mexico City. Uh, and that, that's a track that's going to, it's, it's going to be interesting, Mexico City. We know Williams are good on really high-speed, long, straight circuits. So, you know, they, they could they could spring a few surprises here. I don't know. Um, 
And I just think it's, it's obviously a com- needless say, it's an obvious statement when I say it's a completely different racetrack, but if you understand what I mean by that, it you know, there's so many characteristics that are different with Mexico. Uh, and then we go to Sao Paulo, which again is is a lot, you know, whereas Austin's quite a high-speed, niggly, little, tight-cornered, like, circuit. Mexico's high-speed, Brazil is tight, twisty. So, yeah, we've got a good few weeks of stuff, uh, stuff coming ahead, so... Excuse me for being Marty. That's just what it is. Um, but that was Sunday. That was Austin. I'm going to get out now and I'm going to try not to be sick and fall asleep at one o'clock in the morning. Um, and I will let you know maybe on a a sneaky little sneaky little pre Mexico show if that uh, if that's the case. Again, great podcast, guys. Loving the work. And um, yeah, onwards we go. Thank you, Paul. Is, is there going to be a midweek pit lane Paul special? Is he trying to get his own show going here? Maybe he's got his own show. Maybe he's going to be Maybe on yes. Sky Sports. I don't know. Are we watching pit for Paul. Pit Paul? Well, okay. Well, does that mean we're getting thing... called up soon too? Oh, 100%. Oh, yeah. Big time. I mean, I'm pretty much um, bracing myself for this year. I'm trying to kind of make the most of every race weekend at home with the family because, yeah, you know, before come next year, I mean, inevitable uh, happens. Basically, every week, race weekend, we're going to be with you know with the f1 circus but uh, yeah part of the s anywho crew. so rob you're gonna go first on this pits and, and king of the pits we're gonna go king of the pits first get your thoughts ready here it is the music you are best hey, you're the king of the Did, did you didn't find the, the volume, volume button? Did, did you turn? Wow. I did nothing to it. That's the same thing. Are you as sure? Apologies, apologies, listeners. If anybody's wearing headphones and had them loud like I do, <laughs> had an accident in their pants. <laughs> New shorts for veil. Um, okay, right. Holy my cow. king of the pits. Loud. Okay, this. Hmm. This has been a little bit impacted by <laughs> events uh, that happened just before we came on air because I was. I was totally going to give it to Lewis because I think I think we're seeing that Mercedes creeping back to uh, having decent performance, and I thought he drove that much better than George did today. George, I'm a little disappointed with as to what he's been doing recently. He's turned into a bit of a hmm. I don't know. Maybe we'll talk about George in another uh, another episode because uh, I wanted George, to talk about him George earlier concerns... in the Delta from him to Lewis, but he told me I was in the wrong place of the episode, so I took. Well, it you you wanted to bring up stats from last race, which was mm. pointless because we just had today's race. But mm. I mean, if you'd have done the work to calculate it and update it, we could have done it. But you're too lazy. You can't watch man. any videos. Busy man. Uh, anyway, anyway, sorry, King of the Pits. Do you know what? Screw it. Just because he took too much off his skid blocks, um, I'm giving it to Lewis. I'm giving Lewis. King of the pits today. What, who, who's your king of the pits? Well, as I always tell my children, cheaters never prosper. And since Lewis cheated, I can't give it to him. I'm kidding. Cheater. I think he was. Calm down. Ooh. I was just kidding. I can't, I'll go put my Lewis hat on for you. Um, <laughs> Will that one actually have logos on that you can see? Uh, no. And so <laughs> I, I also was leaning Lewis until the, the DQ. I'm just going to go with Max. I mean, he came from sixth. First time anyone's ever come from beyond the first row to win at Coda. In a while, yeah, true, it's not like true. it's only been a couple races. That was pretty cool. Uh, he won the sprint by 10 seconds. That was pretty cool. Um, and with the exception of the track limits in quali, he was pretty much flawless, except when his car rotated on him, which he caught it in a straight line and kept going. So he, he basically did a 720 and saved it. I'm going with Max, a million, Verstappen. And now, the pits. 
the pits. Who do you have as the pits? So, hmm. I was going to go with Aston Martin as a team, oh. just to say they're the pits. But, you know, Stroll finished, Stroll finished ninth, and after disqualifications, finished seventh. And he took the upgrades. And Fernando retired uh, after he had the, uh, the collapse. So maybe, maybe, maybe that's a little harsh. So I'm going to backpedal, uh, backing up. This vehicle is reversing. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to give it to uh, Aston Martin. What I'm going to give it to is a team that has just done nothing. This is an accumulation pits. This isn't like today okay. was specifically bad. This is just... They've Fascinating just been, approach. Nah, and it just tipped me over the edge today, which is Haas. Haas. Yeah, I could see this they, one coming. You were describing it. They're, they're, just, they're just nothing. Like, they don't even look on the, on the cusp of doing anything. And I, I don't understand the car, how... We have flashes of pace where the Hulk can go and throw it right fastest in qualifying until he gets his lap time deleted. There's blatantly just one lap wonder of a car, um, which just seems to suck. And they just, I feel, and this is putting Hass as the pits, not the two drivers. Because I actually feel sorry for them that their job seems to be to just hump this lug of nuts around uh, tracks. And I mean, I guess they have fun, but yeah, Hass are in the pits for me. That is, uh, I think that's a pretty good call. I, uh, I got to give it to Checo, and I'm sorry. I feel Ooh. like I'm doing this too often, especially as a Checo fan. And we're about to go to he Mexico, finishes, and he finishes but, fourth after the DQ as well. I know, but uh, but after the DQs, he was basically eighteen in, seconds, eighteen and a half seconds behind Max, who was losing a lot of time the last five laps. Checo was yep. in witness protection, basically. He like, did you see him often after the first few laps? No. And like, it just, he didn't factor in. It is like, there's two teams. There's Max Red Bull and there's Checo Red Bull and they're different teams. Max Red Bull is fighting for wins and Checo is battling with at this point now, the Ferraris and nobody else. It's uh, yeah, I, I'm sorry, Checo. I hate to do that. Um, but I have to, I have to, I have to give you the, the honor and the title there. Um, all right, we are we are coming up to sap stats now. I have to put a little note on this one. Uh, the note I have to put on it is um, this was done before we knew about the DQs, and so the the question kind of comment here is uh, some of these things won't stand true. Don't don't read them then. <laughs> you want me to skip them? Yeah, like I was just looking down because you've wow. I mean, you didn't open up the video vault, but. Boy, did you get sap stats sorted today? Um, and looking at it, most of them are Max related, and I can they see are. one that says one says Hamilton. So just let's not read the Hamilton one out. Okay, so today was Max's fiftieth career win in what was this, in what was the two hundredth race of the turbo hybrid era of F one. One in four races since they went to the turbo hybrid, Max has won. That is amazing. That is that is pretty special. And uh, that puts him in the 50-win club with uh, Lewis, Schumacher, Vettel, and Prost. I mean, that's a pretty elite club. It's not to be sniffed at. Um, 50 wins is a lot. It was, uh, it was a 15th win of the season for Max, which ties his single-season record set last year. It was his 30th win. This was a Sean Kelly special. I love this one. It was his 30th win with car number one. Um 
which surpasses Vettel's total with the number, and only Michael Schumacher has more. Uh, Verstappen is the first driver to win five consecutive Grand Prix in the U.S. Uh, Schumacher and Hamilton both won four in a row. And Verstappen can now become the first driver ever ever to win three times. This is also Sean Kelly. Three times in one country in a single season if he is victorious at the Las Vegas Grand Prix. Have we ever had three races in in a single country before? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I I saw this stat and I was like, it sounds cool, but is that just circumstance that this just happens to be the first year where we've got the opportunity even to do it? Like, I'm not sure anybody driver in the past has ever had the opportunity. Have we ever had three in like England? No, I mean, we Silverstone and Brands Hatch, I don't think they might have coexisted. They used to go back and forth between the two. I'm imagining there must be a season where right. maybe both were on there. Germany, Germany would have had uh, Nürburgring and Hockenheim, but I don't think they would have had, ever had a third on there. Uh, Australia, I don't think even ever had two in a season. They went back and forth between what uh, Adelaide yeah. and Melbourne, is it? So I was kind of looking at this one thinking, it'll be cool. And, you know, don't begrudge him for doing it. If he wins Vegas and he can say he got three and he'll be the first person ever to do it. But I also think well, he's the first person chance. ever to have a shot at doing it. So, <laughs> I don't know. That's you know. a great question. Uh, Hamilton's P2. We're going to skip that one. With Lando Norris taking P3, now P2. McLaren P3. moves up to fourth in the Constructors' Championship ahead of Aston Martin. Just add a couple extra points uh, to that tally. It was a fourth consecutive podium finish for Lando, the longest current streak for any driver. Interesting. In that regard, I thought about that one a little bit, and I'm like, when did Max not? And that had to have obviously been Singapore, Singapore. right? Yep. Which is that many races ago. It was McLaren's first podium in Austin since Lewis Hamilton won the inaugural race for them in 2012. That was wow. fascinating. Yeah, that yeah. was. I was shocked by that one. And then I don't like the stat, Sean Kelly. So just FYI, I'm sure you're listening, uh, even though he said he'd come on eventually. Lando now has 12 career podium finishes without ever winning putting him in just one short of Nick Heidfeld's record for podiums without a win. This is a rough one, like on many levels. I, I don't... Is it? And I don't know why. Is it? Is it not? Is it fair? It feels unfair for reasons I can't validate. Like I, I cannot well, put into well, words. Just, uh, yeah. If I told you I could uh, wave a magic wand and you could be an F1 driver and you could get uh, 12 podiums and stand up there and spray champagne and, and be that, but I'm never going to let you win... Would you choose not to enter Formula One or would you take those 12 podiums and think this is pretty sweet? I'd take the podiums. Of course you would, right? So, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a weird stat because it's, it's kind of trying to, it's an indication of success being tried to be twisted into one of being um, uh, kind of like not so good, but he's still got the podiums. I get it. I get it. You know, it's, uh, and some of this is circumstance because again, he's driving in an era where Max is dominant. So sometimes you get just, uh, some people will always be unlucky in sport. They will be in an era where someone else exists, you know, any footballer trying to win uh, any type of individual title that were playing during the Messi and Ronaldo era, era should give up. People driving in the Max Verstappen era are going to be finding it very <laughs> difficult to get race wins and people that were alongside Schumacher. I mean, it's same, you know, I think he's done a great, great job and I wouldn't even I wouldn't imagine he will care one bit if he broke the record to be honest he'll hope his win is going to come eventually but if he makes it 15 16 17 podiums without a win I think it really matters at this moment it would be different and I'll shut up then it would be different if Max didn't exist right now in that super dominant car and he was throwing race wins away I think that's where this stat becomes a little skewed if you had the chance to be winning 
and you were messing it up or your team strategy were messing it up like a la Ferrari last year, then it's different. I don't, I, I see McLaren as a team that are on the rise and are clawing back from a position where they were absolute garbage for a couple of years. The fact he's even got this amount of podiums is fantastic. So don't I'll tell him about there. the 2020 Russian Grand Prix. Yeah, the, yeah, we got that one. There, we got okay. that one. Yeah. So actually, the Perez Hamilton uh, situation was getting close. It was only 19 points Lewis behind Checo, but that obviously is is uh, going the other direction with the DQ for Lewis. Uh, Pierre scored his first ever points finish in Austin with what had been a P8, but moved that up a couple actually for Pierre, uh, which will be a sixth, which is great. It's his fifth start at the track. We already talked about Lance Stroll taking his first ever points at Coda in his sixth start here, but that was really good for him to uh, to have that happen. It was the first points for him since the summer break. So yeah. we'd been kind of down on Lance. I'm happy he got some points here. I'm happy he had P8 before the chaos, or sorry, P9 before the chaos, and a couple points and still still went, went up to seven. So I'm hoping Aston Martin learned something about those upgrades, whether they worked, what they worked at, what didn't work, and they can come back next week stronger. Um, <laughs> Yuki Tsunoda finished 10th, I guess now 8th, for the yeah, best result of the stuff. season. I know. He loved 10th. You remember it started in Australia. He yep. had like a run of 10s. And so now he has an 8. But he also got the first fastest lap of his career today. Yeah. And the bonus that. point. This is another shocker. And this is I'm giving the credit to Sean again. It was only the third time a Japanese driver has set the fastest lap in an F1 race. Nakajima in Australia, 89. And Kobayashi in China in 12. So I thought that was a wild stat. Only the third Japanese driver to ever get the fastest lap. And finally, Alex Albon, he finished in the points, but so did Logie. His first ever points, Logan now 10th from 12th um, with a single point. Awesome job for Logan to do that. Alonso's DNF was his first retirement in an Aston Martin. McLaren's Oscar Piastri, another DNF. It's his third of the season. All of them have come before lap 13. So if apparently if Oscar can make it past the first phase of the race, he'll be fine. Um, the most DNFs of anyone this year, Esteban Ocon, it was his sixth this race. And interestingly, something I did not notice till after the fact, there were no yellow flags and no safety car appearances in this race. Uh, just a handful of DNFs, one from a collision and then a couple challenges. So I don't know. I mean, like, like I was saying, I think you liked it more than I did. Yep. I, I thought it was medium. Paul didn't like it as much because obviously with how, how Alfa Romeo did. Even though I was wearing my hat, they really uh, didn't do so great. And fantasy-wise, we can't. We were all set. We had it all pulled up. We had all the info ready to go. It had calculated for four hours. The machine had spit out the results, and then the F. IA and Formula One decided to DQ Lewis and Charles. So all of that will have to be recalculated. I would have been third in the league this week. I won't be anymore. I would have gone up to 12th in the league. I won't have that happen anymore because uh, your boy Sap pulled the limitless move this week. And I had Charles and Lewis and Max and Lando. And I can't remember my last driver. I think it was George. But with two DQs amongst my guys, because I spent all the limitless chips, and I'm like, oh, this is going to be good. And the guys I really wanted, I got, and then they DQ'd. So there goes my season, basically. We'll, we'll, we'll pick it up next week when uh, it's had time to... To recalculate. Uh, recalculate, yeah. So we're so, going to Mexico. Paul mentioned, because, yeah. yeah, we're going to go to Mexico next week. Well, we're not, but, you know, we will 
uh, our bodies might not be going to Mexico, but in spirit we'll be there, right? So uh, <laughs> totally. At the Autodromo Hermanos Rodriguez. There we I don't go. know if that nailed was a Spanish one. accent, but you oh, did really well. Absolutely nailed it. Uh, in Mexico City. Uh, short one, this one. 2.674 mile circuit, which means we will have 71 laps of that bad boy. Um, this is the one with the baseball stadium, right? It's Love kind the of stadium. like, um, what was it Brewster's Millions with the uh, the train through the middle yes. of the baseball? So, yeah, but this is an F1 track instead. So I, lo- uh, I would love to sit in the stadium. I'm sure it's gimmicky, and someone told us it's not that great because they come in pretty slow. It's a hard turn, and then they leave. You don't see a ton, but you know what? I'd love it. I think that's one of the places I'd love to sit in my bucket list. Yeah, and it's been here for a while. Uh, the Mexico GP as an event uh, was 1963 through to 1970. Um, and it was a Magdalena Mixhuka. Oh, God. Mihuaca. But, but, but butchered that one. Um, then 86 to 92, it was at the uh, Autodromo. Had a, a little bit of a um, absence from the calendar for a while. Uh, came back in 2015 to 2019. Uh, only really took a little bit of a gap because of good old COVID. Um, it's been on since been on since 21. So it's... Um, hmm. I don't know if I'm remembering this correctly, but wasn't this a snooze fest last Horrible year? Horrible race last year. Yes, Terrible, it was, boring, it? Yes. disgusting yes, we did, race. We did something with sombreros and, and uh, siestas as our... The siesta uh, fiesta. Uh, siesta fiesta, yeah. Come on, Mexico. You've got you've to bring something better this time. I'm, I've got big hopes here. Well, the Mexican Grand Prix really got started, as Rob said, in the early 60s. In 59, the father of Mexico's most famous racing drivers, Ricardo and Pedro Rodriguez, they are brothers, as the track name would give away, hermanos meaning brothers, was an advisor, their father, to Mexican President Adolfo Adolfo Lopez Mateo, and put a little bug in his boss's ear about building a circuit in Mexico, and obviously Rob mentioned the first one, um, using existing internal roads. They liked the idea, they kind of ended up building this track, and you may say, well, who are the Rodriguez brothers? There have been, I think I may have this right, six or seven Mexican drivers. Checo obviously has had the greatest success of any because, I mean, his career, I shouldn't have said obviously, but his career has been pretty amazing. I know we're kind of down on him right now, but the amount of wins and podiums Checo has is is tremendous. If you look at the fact that the only other Mexican driver to have a podium other than Checo or a win was Pedro Rodriguez, one of the brothers. His other brother, uh, Ricardo, had only five race starts. Um, So those were the Rodriguez brothers. We also saw Moises Solana and Hector Rabaque. And then, of course, Esteban Gutierrez. A lot of us will remember that name from the not-too-distant past. Uh, Those are the Mexican drivers we've seen on the grid. Checo is pretty damn good one and so i really hope that a we don't hear a retirement story out of him at this race because that would be disappointing and b i hope he finds his form and can really do something special in front of his home crowd and maybe make it fun to watch because yes last year's mexican grand prix was a snoozer which i'm really hoping doesn't happen again yeah last year we had max on pole max won it from Lewis and Checo. So Checo was up on the podium last year to the delight of the Mexican uh, fans. Um, Max got 14th win of the season and got a new record for the races. And I think you hit that on the SAP stats earlier on. Did he make it 15 this year? Is that what you said earlier on? Yes. So last year he got 14 in a season, went clear of Schumacher's 13. Um, and now he has and he's already, 15. He's already 15 this year. He actually so tied his record from last year. I think he set his 14th there, which set the record and he got one more later in the year. Right. Okay. So he's probably got a good chance of beating that again yep. um and he won by 15 seconds from hamilton 
who just beat Perez by a handful of seconds. And then uh, this, yeah, I remember this one. I was looking at it. Georgian fourth was over 30 seconds behind <laughs> Perez. Oh, I mean, come on, guys. Just let's just get a better race in Mexico. Let's have uh, let's have some spice. Let's have, have some jalapeno spice out on the track and uh, and have one. It's a low bar. It's a low bar to beat from last year. Let's put it that way. In terms of uh, repeat winners, um, it hasn't been held a ton. We've got Max with four. Jim Clark, Prost, Mansell, and Hamilton with two. Uh, Constrictor-wise, Red Bull with four, all max. Uh, and then three for Lotus, McLaren, Williams, Mercedes, and two for Ferrari. Um, we got to do our predictions, Brian. I, I was going to say, first this week. I think we might have forgotten last week. If I can get it. No, we definitely predicted. I think I predicted Max ahead of Lewis and uh, um, Lando with Lewis to get disqualified. So I nailed that one. <laughs> I think you said, uh, I think you said uh, Sergeant to win. Yeah, Charles's one stopper was going to pan out. Um, all right, I'll go first. So the Mexican Grand Prix podium, according to SAP, is Max on the top step. I, I've got Lewis on the second step. I think that Mercedes is something, and I know he's a Brazilian citizen as well as a as a Great Britain citizen. So I know he'll turn it on the race after. But I, I let's not miss him on the on the podium on the second step in Mexico. And on the third step, I have a Lando Norris. So I actually have a rerun of the way we thought it finished this week, even though it didn't finish that way. How about you? I'm going to go out on a on a Mexican limb here. If you say Checo's uh, going to win. No. Oh. You say he's going to get the Grand Slam. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. Max to win. Checo second. Wow. Lewis third. So I, I think Checo, like last year... Uh, you know the Mexican crowd, the home feeling. I think, I think that spot. If there's any race this year that he has a chance of just like trying to show us all the driver that we all know he is, it's got to be in front of the home boys, right? It's got to be. So I think he's going to take that Red Bull to do what it can do. Don't think he can take it to Max on his home turf, but I think he can get make it a, a Red Bull one too, which we haven't seen for a long time now. Well, I don't know. Who was your third podium person again? Uh, Lewis, okay, I think I'm so saying it's time to come back. So I got Lando, yeah. just different order, but you got Lando. Uh, and and I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw another one in there. Well, there's only three Bonus steps on prediction. the podium. I, I'm not gonna predict the podium, Brian. I, I got a points prediction. Okay. Um, as Paul kind of alluded to in his little preview, Williams are fast. Williams are fast here, so I'm gonna go back to back points for Sergeant. Boom, there <gasps> it is. That's a pretty good one. I thought you were going to say Alex at first, and I was going to hit the stop record button. I'm like, Alex is pretty much at the end of the points every race. So you think Logie the sergeant gets some, think, some more I think points, he gets a taste another of point points. or more? He gets, a, he gets a taste of it this week. He's had a good race there. He hasn't put a foot wrong. He hasn't got track limits violations. He hasn't crashed it. Um, he's going to believe, and uh, yeah, he's going to giddy up so, to Mexico. So let me ask you this question, and maybe we yeah. can let everybody ask this too. If Logan gets a point now at Coda. And if he gets one or more points at the Mexican Grand Prix, does he keep a seat? Uh, I don't think that's what swings it. I think, like we said the other week when we were looking at the crash uh, things, I think if he can just keep this car out of the wall for the rest of the season, I actually don't think it matters where he finishes. I think he could probably bring it home in 20th every race and keep his seat. I think I think Vals is looking for a reason to keep him as opposed to reasons to bin him. But you can't ignore uh, crash damage. So if he... If he, what we got now, four races, well, we've got Mexico, Brazil, Vegas, and Abu Dhabi. We've got four right. left, right? Yep. If he bins it in one out of four, I think he's, he could be toast. 
So he's just got to. Uh... No, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Points finish helps his case. Of course it does. But points finish and one bin. Let's say he gets one more points finish and one binning. Maybe they counteract each other. So they'll (laughs) they'll you know. But um, I don't think it's about the points and the finishes as much as it is about actually bringing a drivable car home that they can take to the next race. Right. Well, it'll be fun to watch. I hope it's a great race. Uh, Anything else you want to cover this week, Rob? No, I would just say uh, we forgot to mention it the other week. I think we put out a little plea for people to uh, come and like us on Instagram and take us over the 200 which we we did i think we're up to like 209 or something now it's like nice. crazy days so uh, if you don't follow us on instagram or twitter or x or whatever it's called now or facebook you know that thing still exists and we actually get some decent traction there we're on linkedin as well because like we're all professional and stuff so uh, we've got our linkedin profile just just like share comment actually what would be really great as well is like um help move us up the old podcast directory a little bit is you know if you really want to sprinkle a little five star review in there and say like make some rubbish up like sap is brilliant or something and just uh, <laughs> if we can get like low if we can just get five star reviews with the headlines just say sap is amazing uh that'd be cool then you'll know their lies no no they're yours oh man well i appreciate that yeah if 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 anyone can help boost us up we appreciate it but we're always going to be here for you the dirty side of the track is from fans about fans for fans we love f1 and we love talking with you guys every week we look forward to talking to you after the mexican grand prix hope it's a banger talk to y'all soon have a great week